0: Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to your God's Love Podcast. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I'm here with James McGray, and he is an author of the book, How to Laugh and Ironic Amusement During Your Existential Crisis, and a poet. Welcome.
1: Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
0: Yes. So excited to have you. Love your energy and your Instagram. So I think this will be a really fun conversation.
1: Yeah, it already is. I already love it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay, so tell everybody, why did you decide to write that book? Because I, I love the title.
1: Yeah, so I, I didn't choose to write that book as much as, like, that book chose to be written. <laughs> because, so my, um, my first, I've been a writer my whole life. And I've written, you know, people ask, like, what do you write? And I'm like, well, I write lots of things. You know, like, I've written nonfiction, I've written fiction, I've written poetry, I've written, you know, social media stuff, memes. And my first book came out in 2017. And that was called Shit Your Ego Says. And that was published with Hay House. And really, that was a book about kind of, self-realization and kind of coming to an understanding of your own ego and the difference between the voice of your ego and the voice of your higher self or your intuition or spirit or whatever you want to call it and it was kind of an autobiographical book around really moving from a place of ego to moving to a place of intuition and you know self-love etc and after that book was published, I started working on a couple other books, various books. I was working on a, a novel, and then I was working on a kind of a follow-up to Shoot Your Ego Says, but it was more of a um, focused on helping people with their careers. So kind of optimizing your career with mindfulness and with spirituality and how to apply mindfulness and spiritual principles to your career. Um, And that's the book I was writing on that was, I was working on uh, in 2020 when uh, COVID happened (laughs) and everything else happened. It it all happened at once and the world turned upside down very quickly. Right. So when that happened, I was with my agents and I were pitching my book to publishers and I was like, I suddenly lost all interest in that book because suddenly the world was facing really weird and deep challenges that we hadn't really faced before. And writing a book about, you know, improving your career, even if it, even if it was based on spiritual principles, it just didn't seem like the right book the the world needed. It's like, no, people don't have careers anymore. People don't have jobs. Like, Forget about optimizing your career, let's save the world, you know? So mm-hmm. I just couldn't keep writing that book. I just didn't, I, I couldn't do it. And, you know, I had written a lot of poetry when I was a kid and when I was a teenager and I had kind of started writing poetry again in 2019. And that was kind of in a, 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 amidst my own kind of existential crisis where like things were kind of falling apart in my own life. And then to make sense of it all or to express how I felt, poetry was kind of the only type of writing that that made sense, that, that where I could express how I felt and what I was thinking. Because poetry is more nuanced, it's more subtle. You know, it's, there's just room for more um, depth and emotion and kind of um, not taking a single stance on something. But kind of seeing the bigger picture, right? So um, when when the pandemic happened, and I was, it was kind of like an existential crisis that the whole world was going through. And at that time, I didn't even really think about it. But the poetry just started coming back, and it was again because if you if you go on the news, you know everyone's got a a side to argue and a side to defend and on social media everyone's arguing and like we're right you're wrong the virus is this the virus is that like everyone got super heated and like that's a problem of language of getting into a, a war with words right and You know, my Instagram name is Words Are Vibrations, and that also came out during the pandemic. So I'm like, okay, the vibrations of the words we're using as a society are argumentative absolutes that are getting us into fights with each other, and no one can get on the same page. So I felt like through poetry, I could express irony and humor and absurdity and nuance and all these things that were lacking in the public conversation, So it was really just my way of trying to find a new language to make sense of the the state of the world. And it came out as, it's kind of poetry, but it's it's funny, it's ironic, it's absurd, it's sad, it's hopeful. It's all the things I was feeling, and we were all feeling, uh, you know, during 2020 and still into 2021, how we, I think we all kind of feel. So, yeah, when I had to choose a title for the book... how to laugh in ironic amusement during your existential crisis was (laughs) the the only thing that came to mind because that, that's what the book aims to do. And and it also includes a lot of um, memes. And, you know, on Instagram, I share a lot of memes. So um, it's actually the first book that's going to be published. That's a a book of memes. Um, So it's kind of a mixture of poetry and memes and I'm kind of trying to make those two art forms um, just kind of trying to bring them together, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a new and fun way.
0: Mm, I love it. Yes. Yes. I love that you said that though, because that is true. I mean, last year was insane. I don't think anybody could have predicted that, but I love how you said that in terms of, you know, there's all these different sides. And then you said about the words or vibrations because I love that. That is so true because I think we, I, I did a post about this a while ago, but how words are spells. And I think that's something we forget, but we are like literally casting spells in our life.
1: Yeah, it, I, I think so. And, 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 you know, words are spells. That's why, that's why we spell them <laughs> with letters. And, you know, you can take that further to be, you know, the, the media is, is broadcasting spells. You know, it's a broadcast of spells. And, and it really sets the tone for how we talk, you know, and when, when everyone in the media is arguing and yelling, we, th- we think that's life. And then we go on social media and we continue to argue and yell on social media. And it's like, we've forgotten, you know, the language of poetry. We've forgotten the language of myth. We've forgotten the language of irony and humor and, you know, reality is what we make it at the end of the day. And that starts with our language. You know, language is, I, th- I really think, in a, in a deep way, language is the source code of, of reality. You know, we can only express what we have the words to express. We can only communicate to others what we have the words to communicate. So our power to speak our own reality into existence is, is, is very much real. So um, I'm just trying to. Add a, sp- a little sprinkle of my own, my own good magic into the, all the, the bad spells that are being cast all over the, the world right now. From all the all the all the fights and all the arguments that are taking place online and and and, and elsewhere.
0: Mm, yes, yes, yeah. And I always talk about what people like. You know, the powers that be have separated us on like every level, you know, and think it, it's like gender, it's like sexuality, uh, religion, political, uh, backs, no bags. it's like every single level. Um, and, and you're right, like at the end of the day, um, it's like we're all just spiritual beings. So that's why I love yeah. that you add the spiritual component. And I want to go back to, to what you're saying, how, how do people distinguish, because I've never talked about this on the podcast, and I would love to go into it a little bit in terms of ego versus higher self.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's um there's a lot there's a there's a lot to that. Um, you know, I think that it's I think that the ego is 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 first of all it's kind of a healthy stage of development. You know it's you have to have a, you, you do have to have a strong ego because if you don't then you kind of maybe don't have any enough self-worth or enough abilities to stand up for yourself or to express yourself. So um, at a stage of development, especially as you know a child going into adolescence and then going into becoming a young adult, it's important to develop a, a strong sense of self and um that that helps us have a purpose and navigate the world and and it it helps us want to achieve things and 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 you know we don't want to go crazy chasing success and 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 chase you know the endless ladder to success that doesn't actually lead anywhere but we do want to have a sense of motivation and purpose that drives us forward and and the ego does help us do that so the ego is an important kind of stage of development, but then when we get into our, you know, like thirties and forties, um, it's kind of time to kind of go beyond the ego. Cause if you stay in that ego world, you're just, it, 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 it becomes just like running on a hamster wheel and it, it doesn't lead to ultimate fulfillment and happiness and, and love, it, it, it's very singular, right? And, and and at a certain point, you want to go beyond this, just the self and open yourself up to others and to community and to family and to, you know, setting your own ego aside, right? So for me, the biggest thing of like setting your ego aside is just kind of moving from a place of existing purely in the head and kind of existing more in the body and in the heart. And this is something that. I think is especially hard for um, for men. Um, we like you know I, I can speak for myself, you know I, I always um, tend to just live in my head and, and and you see the whole world intellectually through through your own thoughts and ideas, and you, you kind of intellectualize everything and that there's a there's a place for that there's a role for that, but i I, I don't think that um, at a certain point the ego should take a back seat. So you can have space to hear your own intuition and to tap into a sense of feeling that really ultimately at the end of the day is a lot wiser than the ego. The ego thinks it knows it all. It really doesn't. It really is just kind of, it's like a, a kid on caffeine or something, right? Like it's going to be, or like, or like a frat, a frat guy on Coke, right? Like, Mm -hmm a frat guy in coke sure thinks he knows the answer right (laughs) but like he doesn't right so the ego is kind of like can be drunk on its own power so just tapping into the body you know meditation yoga breath work um getting out of the head getting into the body and just listening to how you feel and tapping into in intuition and inspiration that are ultimately going to lead you to a better place than just your own manic ego.
0: Mm, this is so good. I'm so glad you talked about the difference between the two, because I love what you said, like they are like, the ego is an appropriate thing and it is so important to develop all the ego because so many people in the spiritual field are like dissolve the ego and like eliminate it and get rid of it. And it's like, yes, but we also have to have what you're saying, and I believe that too, is let's establish the healthy form, healthy ego first, then you can you know, tap more into your body and all that. Because that is true with men, because I talk a lot about sexuality. And so many people, like if you want to have a deeper sexual experience, if you're here, you can't even feel the body. You feel nothing.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, it's true. And, and that's um, exactly, because sex shouldn't be experienced in the head right and 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 um it's it's a it's, it's a full body thing and when, it, when you over intellectualize it or make it about you know and 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 and, and, and just you know now going off on a tangent but that's that's one thing that that porn tends to do with people is it it, it tends to intellectualize sex and 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 take away the the, the spiritual and kind of feeling component of that because you're too much in your head. So um yeah it's funny you know when i was um i got it was hard to when i was um, promoting the book Shit your ego says it actually was kind of hard because what I, what i realized was everyone has their own idea of what the ego is cuz the ego we, we we all we all we use that word but we all like there's no like real common shared definition so everyone like is comes out from a different point of view some people some people are like oh this, we should we should defeat the ego we should love the ego there is no ego we are the ego it's like and and so it, it's it's a kind of thing like that can be interpreted in a lot of ways and even depending on where you are in your own journey you're gonna look at the ego like somewhat differently so yeah I have a much kind of broader and nuanced idea of what the ego is now than I even did when I was writing that book so. Um, it's, it's, it's neither good or bad. It just has a role and it's about giving it the, giving it the job that it's best suited for and not giving it the job that it's not suited for.
0: Mm, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You bring up a good point though. And it's the same thing with spirituality that I've noticed. Like I thought everybody kind of identified, uh, spirituality in a very similar way, (laughs) but they don't. (laughs) So what is your interpretation of you know, being spiritual, living a spiritual life?
1: Yeah, That's a great question. Um, I've been thinking about that a little bit lately. And I, 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 I'm, I was actually going to do a, a video on that because I don't, on one hand, like I write about spiritual things and I, you know, I'm on the spiritual podcast and, um, but in, the, in, in other ways, I, I don't consider myself to be, quote spiritual because i think that we're all spiritual i mean i think that it's kind of a silly term in a way because spirit is the essence of life right and i i think that's like you know there there are scientific materialists that will argue about that and that there is it's all just matter and it's all just some random accident and it's there's nothing animating our physical selves i mean, I think that's just such a silly argument and that i don't even think it's you know worth discussing honestly but so we're all i mean we're all spiritual because we're, we're, we're all have life and consciousness in us so all spirituality is is just the um spirit the spirit is the invisible world that's giving that that it's expressing itself through the physical world, so they're kind of connected, right? It's almost like the um, um, our bodies are just the the clothes that our spirits are wearing to, in order to engage in the physical world. So the bodies are just an extension of the spirit. So there are spiritual people that live a spiritual lifestyle. And I think it's good to have certain practices and rituals just to keep you grounded and, and mindful, like meditation helps and exercise helps and it's good to eat healthy and drink healthy things just so you can maintain a good sense of balance and, and feeling good. Right. Um, But I don't think you need to like be a quote unquote spiritual person to be like tapped into our spiritual essence, because I think it's that's that's there regardless. So for me, it's not about wearing the right clothes or having the right, you know, listening to the right music or going to the right classes. That's all good if that's if that's what you're interested in. You know, I also I also like to watch basketball and listen to hip hop music, and that to me is no less spiritual. It's just a, it's just a matter of taste and preference, because again. The the spirit animating the basketball players in the basketball court is just as real and spiritual as the spirit animating the guru on the pedestal giving his speech, right? So we're all spiritual at the end of the day, and it's cool if you want to do spiritual activities, but I don't think that's what makes you a quote-unquote spiritual person.
0: Mm, I love that you said that. Woo! Man, that was such a great example because I think that, okay, I went through a spiritual awakening and I basically got lost in the spiritual, you know, world for like a while. And now that I'm 30 and I kind of got out of that a little bit, it is kind of funny because you realize what you said, like, yes, everything is spiritual. Like I don't have to do multiple ayahuasca journeys and go like super, super deep to prove how spiritual and enlightened I am, you know? (laughs)
1: Yeah, totally. And but you know, um, it it does help just to kind of those things are good because you it, it can be easy to get re- too wrapped up in the in the material world and, and the stress of the material world and the because things are kind of like a little bit stressful here on Earth, right? Because like yeah. not everything's perfect. You've got to, you've got it just matter hitting up against matter, and at a certain point, if there's some friction there. So it, it, it is good to have practices that will um, j- just remind you that, oh, this is just, this is what it is. It's the spiritual world or the physical world. it's There's nothing wrong with it, but it's not the only thing that exists. There's more to it than this. So it, it's good just to have periodic reminders to kind of see the big picture again. And um you know you mentioned ayahuasca things like that are are good for for that just 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 to remind yourself that you can zoom out and see the big picture, which is just good for your state of mind. Have you done it? I have you have yeah,
0: oh, I haven't done it yet. I've done um I did combo. Have you done that?
1: That I have not done
0: okay, yeah, so you well, you can't you can kind of see my yeah, so I did that a month ago? Woof.
1: that's an intense one, right? yeah. uh but it it seems like you probably you probably don't regret it right
0: no but there was a split second where i thought oh no no going back now
1: (laughs) i i've had some opportunities that's um that's something that i probably will do in the future but i have not i have not yet
0: yeah no i would love to do ayahuasca well the woman told me she was like man if you can if you can really do uh a combo she's like there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to do ayahuasca but because, you know, combo, all it is, is the purging, which is funny. Because you don't get a reward with the visions or any of that. You literally just purge. It's, it's kind of funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, not, not pleasant, but, you know, c- cleansing is, is sometimes, um, doesn't feel good. So it's part of the, part of the process.
0: Mm, yeah, definitely. Wait, what was your biggest, I love how you said, like, zoom out and see everything going on. What was your biggest takeaway? So, I love asking people about this in terms of your journey doing ayahuasca. Yeah,
1: it's hard to say. Um, just, just in general, just the um, it becomes sort of undeniable that you know just the fact that you drink a little cup of liquid, and I'm talking about a little, like a sh- shot glass. Mm-hmm. Like basically, it's like maybe like two shots worth. And that is enough to alter your consciousness so completely that you are, you know, basically in a, in a different reality, in a different dimension. And like, you know, you're still, I don't want to overhype it. Like you still are here on earth. Like some people think that you, you're like gone and like you are to a degree, but you're still, you still ultimately know where you are at least I do, but just the fact that a single piece, like a little piece of, um, a little drink can do that. It just makes you question the nature of the reality that we live in, right? Like how, like how, how could that be possible that our brain, like, and it, then it makes you realize that, oh, our brains are really just constructing our experience of reality every day. Like this, like, like in, 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 a, in a way we're both hallucinating this reality that we're experiencing now. It doesn't seem like it because our hallucination is so persistent. It's a very like consistent, persistent hallucination. Um, And I think even Einstein had a quote around, you know, the reality is like a persistent illusion, right? So our brains, our brain chemistry is creating what we experience. On a steady, steady level, but then you can things can shift in your life where your brain chemistry will start producing a different reality. You know, if you have if you have a baby, you're suddenly you're 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 experiencing a new a new reality. And if you take ayahuasca, you're you're experiencing a new reality. So it kind of shows how malleable our our reality can be, and then you can. You know, I think the mistake some people make is that they think that the, they need to keep doing the ayahuasca to kind of get more from it. So they keep going back and back and back. And they, before you know it, they're just like a shaman's apprentice when they've done ayahuasca 200 times. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, that, that, that's some people's calling. And we need people, obviously, to know how to administer it because we need those people that know how to use it. Right. But that's not for everyone. That's not for me. So um, it's not about going back and doing it more, it's about, well, how can, I, how, how can I play with reality with my own consciousness? And it ties into spirituality where it's like, oh, so our, 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 the state of our consciousness and the state of our emotions and the state of our thoughts does have an impact on our physical world. If you walk around all day, uh, you know, angry, and you're looking for things to get upset at, you're gonna find conflict. You're gonna find things to get mad about. But if you go up, you know, meditate in the morning, and you're at peace with yourself, and are at peace with your loved ones, and you go out to the world looking for peace, you're gonna find that. So in a way, it just shows you that, you know, reality is a mirror and the state of our inner being actually does reflect um, back to us in the in the external world.
0: Mm, Yes, and I've heard the mirror principle yes that is so true and i've even heard like isn't it like we only see like one percent of what's out there <laughs> so there's there's a lot i'm missing
1: yeah exactly the 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 the, the spec the, the the light spectrum is um the the portion of visible light a, a, across the electromagnetic spectrum is like yeah it's like it's like one percent or something that's a tiny fragment and that's why you know Dogs, and same with sound, you know, dogs can hear sounds that we can't hear. And even that's just a fraction. So there's, it, it just shows that there's all types of things that exist beyond our ability to perceive it. Um, so yeah, we're only really seeing a fraction of, of, of what there is um, out there in the world. And, and maybe things like plant medicine help kind of tune us into these other frequencies and dimensions that are always there but we don't have the perception to perceive them on our day to day.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I did mushrooms the first time last year. Of course I did it during, you know, everything going on, <laughs> but um, it was definitely really helpful for me. of like kind of opening my eyes to, uh, um, it was a great experience. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's medicine. I th- And I think that, um, You know, I think that people are starting to kind of um, see the flaws in our society and more and more people are dropping out. Like they're saying that there's like this mass exodus from corporations Mm -hmm. right now. And I mean, a lot of people got fired and businesses went under and now a lot of people are quitting. So people are just seeing kind of through the BS of like the economy and just what we used to take for granted as as being—that's just how life is. Now people are like, "Well, is it like does life have to be like this? Do I want to spend all my time in an office chasing something that will never truly come and never truly make me happy?" So I think when people make the transition out of this the matrix of society, right? Um, I do think that plant medicine is going to be there to help just kind of initiate people and usher people into a different type of, a different type of earth that, you know, people are out here trying to create an earth that's sustainable and fair and inclusive and loving and all these things. We're really trying to transition the world to that. And I think that, you know, plant medicine is one of the things that will help kind of initiate people into that way of thinking and to get them kind of, you know, funnel them into the, the new earth instead of the old, you know, matrix earth that we're hopefully um, seeing the end of right now.
0: Mm, yes. Yes. I'm all about 5D. So I love it.
1: <laughs> Amen.
0: Yes. I love it. Okay. So I know we talked about a lot of different topics. Would you want to bring up anything else?
1: um what's um what's 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 going on with you with you these days what are you what's on your mind what's been what's been coming up um for you over the past couple weeks let's say that you're kind of thinking about meditating on
0: mm. <laughs> so funny because i
1: think i asked because i i think that like our own experiences are s- often reflective of, like, collective experiences.
0: Oh, very so, true. You're right, you're right. So,
1: like, I, I think sometimes we think that we're, like, thinking about something, but it, then it turns out that, like, oh, actually, kind of, we're all collectively thinking about that.
0: Okay, so, so my big thing is, okay, so I turned 30 this year, and there was that big thing of, like, oh, my God, I need to get married and have kids, like, now, because that's societal programming, especially being a woman from the South, you know? And I have seven friends that are engaged. But then, you know what's so funny? I'm actually happy I'm not. (laughs) And what's also funny, too, is when I did the combo experience, it really helped me. Because I've really been seeking a lot spiritually these past five years. And that really helped me see that everything I'm seeking is within me. Like it was like the mm. final straw because I've literally like if I told you everything I've done like I've done sexual retreats, spiritual retreats. I've literally like from the spectrum of what I've done, it's crazy. Like laid on a table and had a guy insert his finger in me, did the whole sexual thing. Then I'm in Bali. Then you know all over. And it's so funny too because when I go back to it was he was here the whole time.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> what's funny what's what's funny about that is that. If you're just looking to get engaged and have babies, you're going to rush into that. And there's a good chance you might, you know, choose the wrong partner.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: But if you are coming at it from a place where you already feel fulfilled within yourself and like you don't need it. And then when you find it, it's going to be more real because you're not chasing it. It's going to find you.
0: Mm, Yes, I love that. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, and in a more, like, what I'm always craving, too, is, like, a, like, deeper spiritual, emotional connection with people, like, friends and people I date, and so I think that that's something that's, it's so, so important.
1: Good, I'm excited for you.
0: Yeah, thanks. But, yeah, that was the, those are the big things recently, and just really creating my own, I would say my, like, continuing to tune within about what are the next steps, instead of looking what everybody else is doing.
1: Oh, perfect. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, comparison. Yeah, some, what did someone say? Like, comparison is the thief of joy. Like, if you're just comparing yourself to what other people have, because we all have our own path. We all have our own, you know, purpose and our own voice to share. And for comparing ourselves to others, we're not going to allow ourselves to truly express ourselves the way we're meant to.
0: Mm, yes. Well, Ian, my thing, too, is, like, a lot of people don't see the vision I see. I'm like where I want all of this to go with the podcast and YouTube and all these different things. And it's like, well, if I don't follow that and I follow all these other paths, then I'm going to be way off over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, cool. Yeah. Thanks for asking me that. I, um, that is something that's always, you know, is our own experience because we always, you know, don't think about that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I'd turn the tables on you for a second. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> um, but what would you want your final takeaway to be?
1: Um, follow me on Instagram, Words Are Vibrations. Um, you can pre-order my, my, my book, which again is a collection of poetry and memes called How to Laugh and Ironic Amusement During Your Existential Crisis. Uh, you can find that on uh the link is in my Instagram. And, um and yeah, just, um just, 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 just just go easy on yourself. You know, I, I, right now I'm like, if it feels like pressure, if it feels like too much work, if it feels like a struggle, it's, it's not for me. And I think we just need to be a lot more gentle with each other and, and with ourselves. So I would just recommend, you know, do what feels good. Do what feels fun, and go with the flow.
0: Mm, I love that. Yeah, because I think that that's something that that's in the old model too that you were saying they were leaving. Because there's so much, uh, like, it's it's like okay, do it regard like force yourself to do it regardless of how you're feeling.
1: Exactly. It's yeah. Push, struggle, force, and again, it's like it's like the relationship thing. You can you can get yourself engaged real quick if you really try to force it. But is that going to be the right move, the right person? But when you just are in flow, you go with what feels good, you follow your gut, listen to your intuition, go slower. Things, things fall into place a lot more easily than you think when you just let go of control and just, just go with it.
0: Yes, definitely. Cool. Well, y'all um definitely be sure to dm either of us on instagram if you have any feedback i would love to hear from you and yeah thanks so much for being on the show this is great thanks Haley. you're welcome